0: From the British Blacklist, and today I'm joined by someone who I can't put in the box of grime because I, I'd much rather say musician just because of the breadth of your talent and your work and your contribution to, to the culture. Um, someone knows you're a producer, someone knows you from Boy Better Know. Um, me, I just know you from primary school, and we only had uh, limited space on our phones at mp3s, we can only download one thing at a time. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> for all of the listeners, I've got Jamo here.
1: What's happening? Salute,
0: you good yeah all good King all good so as you um we'll pick back off what we were just talking so you said um you go to the gym is that a regular thing that you've been doing is that something you got into of a lockdown talk to me
1: um I've never really been a gym person but like as I got kind of older I've been, I spent a lot of time in the studio a lot of time on tour buses planes just like in hotel rooms and stuff like this and as I've got older I just felt a little bit like I was doing so much work, I just felt tired. And my, my my friend was like, Oh, you gotta get you gotta get fit, especially where I'm on stage, you know, I'm an energy god on the stage, like might be going ham, you know what I'm saying? So my boy was like, yo, come gym, man. So I started going to the gym and I, obviously to go when I started going to the gym at first, it was I thought it was to start looking for my physical, do you know what I mean? But then when I got there, I realized it was really good for the mental, you know? So it really like helps with my routine, um discipline. And like how I'm approaching my work and stuff like this. So it's really just been helping with a lot of things.
0: The reason I asked that is because I don't know how often you read YouTube comments or not, but um, everyone's always like, "Jama still has that same energy from when he first touched the mic. Jammer still looks the same. Said, like, Nowadays, the people that we call legends who are just, I guess... MCs, for lack of a better word, just DJs, just this, just, I've used the word just very lightly because we didn't know, we didn't have the foresight to see what everyone was going to become 15, 20 years later. And sometimes when you see people from your childhood, they don't look the same way that they did. People haven't been looking after themselves in the same way life has got on top of them. But with you, it seems that with all the work that you managed to do, you still managed to maintain that self preservation, that that positive energy, that positive spirit. That's why I would just wanted a bit more insight on yeah. in how you do that, man. That's
1: interesting because I did see someone comment the other day saying that, right, when I was younger, I used to think Gemma looked old, but now he looks like he's getting younger. And And I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's like I am oozing from inside, you know what I'm saying? And I love what I do. I have so much passion for what I do. And a certain time in my life, you know, I would be traveling from place to place, not getting enough sleep, you know, drinking, spending late nights, studio, clubbing, obviously performing and going to the after party, then going back to the hotel, then waking up, then on the roads again and touring in America, Europe, this, that, the other, do you know what I'm saying? And I feel like I have good genes anyway, yeah, but I think over over of recent when people have started to notice me, I, I've been super looking after myself and Really paying attention to my health, paying attention to the mind, paying attention to my spirit, paying attention to what I'm achieving, which is making me more happier, making me more blossoming. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's kind of a all it's an all rounder for me because I'm 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 active. Like you can just see the shoulders. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're we're flying. <laughs>
0: no definitely the the oozing thing i said i know it's a zoom would have been great if was it in person but i can still still feel it and when you say looking after yourself for me that implies that you still have plans you still have intentions because people that look after themselves that means that they're doing it for the reason of still being here because they don't believe their mission their work is done so with all that you've done already what do you still feel like is left in the tank outside of music what what fruits are you yet to sample yet
1: Um, well outside of music I Mm. want to live abroad in a hot place I like the beach I like fish fresh fish I like the sun I like fruits I like just natural living natural life I'm living in the western world at the moment it's very fast paced I've been doing this for 20 years I've been ticking over for 20 years so now I'm also setting up something that's sustainable and self-sufficient to be able to move around more and for it to be able to Give me the access to the life that i want to live without kind of being on deck so much so that's me like training people up building it infrastructure that can run without me being in every place that i need to be because a lot of the things that i've run it they don't run as fluent and as good without me do you know what i mean so now i've got it to a stage where i know how to set things up and put people in place and things in place i know People that are good at their job and where to place them to execute the job. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm building infrastructures, labels, building for artists, platforms. I built. I've, you've seen top producer, but I got a new another two platforms that are in the making at the moment, which are going to be a series. And also, there's something that I want to do personally away from all my brothers and my peers. As you know, Jamar, I've been a go A&R from the beginning of time the artists that have come through my basement and I A and r would and put records together for, the list is ridiculous. You couldn't even start to open up that list. So with my knowledge and skills of music and understanding what what's good and what's about to pop and understanding momentum, this is where I'm stepping into my kind of, my Diddy role, you know what I'm saying? My Jay-Z role, you know, where, I still love the music and I make the music and I produce and I still write lyrics and I make songs and put them together. But I also know how to put an artist on the map. And I also know how to create moments for artists. So that's what I'm really good at. Like, you know, Before I knew what marketing was, people used to call me a marketing genius. I didn't even know what marketing was. I didn't know people go study and get paid crazy bad for this job. I just do this, this is what I do. So now I'm at a stage where like, I understand all these roles and all their values, and understand what people are getting paid for them that don't even have half of the experience that I have. So now it's time for me to step into all of those roles, you know, in my kind of OG stage of my career, triple OG actually.
0: That's um interesting that you speak like the transition, because for me, I've always kind of um likened BBK in a sense to Wu Tang, and I've kind of seen you in the same way that I've seen RZA in that sense, where you you pull the strings in ways that people might not necessarily know but without you doing those strings we wouldn't know about the things that we do know about because that's just what you do you're the plug your connector and mm-hmm. that's why it's necessary to hear you speak more because the type of insight and knowledge that you have that you do have currently that you're growing developing throughout your life I don't feel like many people have that insight many people that do have that insight aren't from our culture the people that do have that insight that aren't from that culture have absolutely no interest in sharing that with us <laughs> so that we can then yeah, get yeah, into those spaces into those boardrooms yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah you know the way to stop us progressing is back in the day it was to make sure that we couldn't read now that's changed now it's make sure that we don't have knowledge of how the contracts work as such mm-hmm. how um the legislation how all of the the dot and the i's and crossing the t's but you you do understand that more than most people do that, that like you said went to uni that got paid to do this stuff and I'm just appreciative of the fact that you share that knowledge and I feel like that must come from a security that you have in yourself that your own place and who you are solidified as a man and as a musician where did that self-belief come from where obviously you're not the stage where you said you want to build other people and put other people on but you don't seem to feel threatened like I've seen in Top Producer um where you're You'll get gassed here in someone's beat. You'll absolutely lose it. No, but at no point did I ever believe that Jammer thinks, oh, I need to stifle this person because this person could take my place.
1: Never. I've never
0: seen I've never seen that in you. And I just never. would love to where where did that come from?
1: Um, I feel that comes from my parents. My parents used to run an organisation called Elrix, East London Rosterfiling Information Community Services, and what they used to do was help people in bad situations get out of it. So if you couldn't get housing, if you couldn't get your money from your, the government for like your job seekers or whatever, they would help you fill out the forms. If you couldn't get a place in school, if you couldn't get into college, if you had issues with like health that would help you find out what parts of the doctors and the health system to go and see and the list goes on if you was having trouble on the street we used to set up like these community evenings in wolfham forest where we would open up a stage and let people come do open mic this is where Kano and all these guys done their first shows but away from those guys people from the community well obviously they were from the community as well but they've obviously gone got into who they are now but there's people that didn't turn into superstars, that that was a platform for them them to express themselves. And it was just a community-based, driven service to kind of let people express themselves. My dad also ran a hockey team, a street hockey team, which he used to take a lot of young Black men, and not just Black men, all men, Off the street, give them something to do. There's a place called Leighton Bars, which is now in Leighton. It's where the Tesco's is. But it used to be called Leighton Bars. My dad used to run that. And he refurbished it and got loads of kids in there playing street hockey and took them all around the country. And I still go around today and people stop me and they're like, yo, your dad saved my life Like when I was a youth. Took men off the streets, you know what I'm saying? So what I'm doing is just a continuation of tradition. And I think, yeah, that's where I get that, you know, love to kind of give people a bunk up and to elevate people.
0: I was reading and watching other documentaries prior to this about like the impact that your dad had in the community. And it's just, just incredible to see that I guess the seed is planted in you is still flourishing and blossoming because you're also having a great impact on a lot of people's lives. And you have been, like I said, primary school times, yours was one of the voices, if not the voice, yours is one of the beats that we were listening to. And like now, like I said, it's been 20 years and to see that like, you are still in this position and still have that same, you haven't been jaded or made bitter by the industry. And that's very, very rare because we've seen a lot of people lose that spark. But for you, like the spark just seems like it just continues to grow in you. And is that true when I say that? Is that, yeah. does it still continue? I, like it's still blossoming?
1: It, it's still blossoming because obviously, of course, there's ups and downs. And there's times when you feel like, no, nah, this is not right. That's not right. But I, I am music. I am the scene. You know what I'm saying? I am so passionate about it. You cannot extract me from it. Nothing can extract me from it until I'm not here in the physical and still then you can't extract me from it. So I'm embedded in it for life. I am the history of this UK culture. There wasn't nothing like it before myself and a few of my peers came and started to create opportunities and there's not a lot of people that even create opportunities. A lot of people crafted and made work but if you really want to talk about creating opportunities, a lot of these people that you see today didn't create opportunities, they just created opportunity for themselves to flourish and that's no disrespect to them it might not be in their their bloodstream to do what what i do you know what i'm saying and this is me not taking anything away from anyone a lot of the things i created a lot of people followed on from and i don't like to always be like oh i was the first to do this it's not about that it's just i am that that is what i am and i really i've started to actually say this and walk in my truth recently because A lot of people will try to remix and copy what you do and try and make out like it's them that created that path. You know what I'm saying? But no, that's not the truth. I created that path and I still continue to create that path. I'm still about to make some of the biggest platforms that you've seen come out of UK music. Top Producer is just the birth of it. That's only one season that you've seen and it's about to be many more, but I'm also creating brand new platforms to go parallel with that for the MCs, for the singers and for other things. So I'm really instrumental in creating opportunities for people because I believe the more opportunity there is, the less the less sadness there is, you know, the less crime there can be, you know, the more opportunities for people to take their families out of the, the ghetto, you know, a lot of opportunities for people to flourish, to inspire other people, you know. I just believe in being a leader.
0: Very much so because... I feel like we grew up in a, um, in a crabs and a barrel mentality where we felt like the only one of us could make it out. Groups like yourself, like BBK, proved that you can make it out as a collective. Like you don't need to disband. You don't go in your own way, like you said, yes in time, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to step on someone to go higher up. You can all do that collectively so, as a well, unit.
1: Well, United, United, we stand divided, we you know, these sayings are not just pulled out the air. You know what I'm saying? And- even in some select uh, situations and as you've seen it in many collectives sometimes especially with major labels as well they put someone at the forefront like Beyonce and then the other ones are meant to be down here or you know you see these kind of pyramid shaped structures where somebody's the like front person that kind of structure is detrimental to the growth of group you know For me, no matter what you've seen me in, and a lot of people do say this to me as well, and sometimes there's a good and a bad part to it, you know, because I've had to make myself a little less accessible recently because people don't value you if you're too accessible. But when I work with people, I I, I work on them with a a level playing field. I don't try to put myself up there and them down there. You know, I let them know that technically we're the same. We're just human and we're trying to push forward, you know what I'm saying? But... At some point you have to have that boundary and that respect barrier because if you let people come in too close, then you see people start taking advantage and taking your kindness for weakness. So there's a balance between both.
0: How accessible is too accessible for you? And is it to a specific group of people?
1: If you're accessible in a space of work mm. where you're elevating people, that's fine. But if you're accessible, you're at the club, people could just walk next to you. If you're accessible, you're just walking around Tesco's. It becomes like, oh, you can just stand next to me, which in... Reality, with all due respect, you can't. I've worked very hard to create the brand and the person I am today. And although I love just being normal, it's unfortunate that I'm not technically just normal. You know, some people are going to see me, they're going to react a certain way, it's going to cause a scene. And other things around that, you know what I'm saying, which are going to make me uncomfortable, which are going to make me move different as a person, you know, and also not every day I'm in the mood to take a picture, to talk, to have a conversation. It's just not human to be able to do that all the time. So now I have to understand to make myself a little less accessible when it comes to this type of stuff.
0: God, I completely understand. Not not from being able to relate, but just being able to observe and understand that being too accessible, especially with someone like you, where um some people have ulterior motives that might not just be to say cool, it might be what can you do for me. And as much as you're doing for everyone, there's only so much you can do for people within reason. But I've noticed that um a lot of the conversations that you've been having in the last few years have been centered around legacy, like even in your music, like Skank on Me, for example. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of songs where you're you seem to have that foresight about how you'll be perceived when that time comes. How come your mind is geared that way where you you're focusing on legacy? Do you feel that sometimes you focus on legacy more than the here and now or because in the music I can really feel that?
1: Legacy to me is important because you're not gonna die with you're not gonna take all this stuff with you when you die. The legacy is going to live on and that's what your family are going to your family, your nephews, your sons, your, your daughters, your future family, they're gonna benefit from that legacy that you leave. And also, if you don't leave a legacy and leave a mark, then you vanish, you know? When you perish, you vanish after a while, you know? So there's a lot of people that do work, they've, they've been on Earth, they've done work, but they didn't do enough to live on. Like the Bob Marleys, the Tupacs of the world, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, these type of people, they had such an impact in life and on people's life. All sorts of situations, whether it's creatively, politically, or generally across the board, these people's legacies live on. And for me, I want my work to be looked at as one of the greatest sculptures of all time.
0: Like I said, I can see the work is very intentional. Like I can imagine when everyone was first getting started off, maybe it, was, it wasn't it was intentional in that sense. It was put out stuff that you guys are enjoying in the moment. I remember you even said how the top producer line came out that was a spontaneous thing that used to put on the on the voice and everyone just added in there and added in there, throw that on a track. And now it seems like there's a lot more thought process in like what you put out, even your delivery style. I feel like it's changed.
1: I feel like I've flourished as an MC over the past. Definitely. The recent, you know, when I was first MCing, I was just like having fun and just doing what I do best. Then it became like me mastering my craft because I, I, I was never an MC, I was a producer initially. All of this stuff was happening, and it was just like, "Oh, people like, oh, you're actually good at emceeing." But I didn't think I was that great at it. To be fair, I just thought I was average. I thought, yeah, just like hyping, just say a couple of lyrics. But then, as I became to make a lot more music, I started to realize actually, like, I can do this. I can speed up. I can do different flows. I can be melodic. I can, oh, like, then I was just blossoming in that division. Do you know what I mean? And everybody's journey is different like i reckon at the end of my career is when i'm gonna be the greatest at the skill you know some people look at michael man and be like no that's the moment where he was the mad thing yeah but for me that was just something i'd done when i was like 18 years old and it just lived on because it was great but over that time after now i've been refining 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 myself sharpening my tools becoming better with my vocab with the words i use how i carry myself my breathing my cadence, you know, all of that, my pronunciation.
0: For me, like Black Russian was just cold, cold, like it was just it was just a different version of you. Like the, the previous version of you was what it was. Do you know what I mean? It had, And this is just a completely different energy. That's the way you deliver stuff. I'm not here to talk to you about how to MC, but I definitely enjoy like this refined delivery. I feel like the content is elevated. I feel like it's reflective because a lot of people get trapped in a particular sound and I know a big part of you is not to be trapped in the box, I, and I've heard you talk about being trapped in the box. How do you feel that you get out of that box, or maybe even a bit of word advice for other MCs who started off in a certain way, and people just can't allow them to be more than that quote-unquote genre? Um, talking yeah. about grind specifically. I've
1: seen it. It's very hard. I've seen like people not just just not let people just become or change. What they are, or what because it's not even what they are, it's what they did, yeah. Because it's, it's not who they are, it's what they did at a point in their life. So, I will never let anyone define me and what I am, you know, because I'm going to do what I want to do at the next stage, at the next stage, at the next stage. You know what? After a while, you just have to respect it and say, This guy's relentless. No, let him be. We like him, yeah. You know what? We like him because I'm always going to do the next thing, I'm always going to spread. You like people be like, Oh, you can't spit on you, I'll do what I want. I do what i want because i am a musician i am part of the structure of music in the uk and also worldwide because i've influenced people worldwide so i can i can be influenced and i can influence and i can do what i want when i want how i want as long as it's not hurting no one i can do it so that's what i'm working on i'm just doing me i'm doing what i feel like on whatever day i feel like because music is an expression it's a feeling of who you are so you're gonna tell me how to feel you're gonna tell me how to express myself no you ain't so that's never gonna stop for me you know
0: when did you ever get pushback because now I, obviously who you are now I I don't believe anyone could give you pushback because how cemented and established you are when did you ever get pushback maybe back in the day where you wanted to do something a bit different and not that anyone could stop you because clearly you still part out anyway but someone yeah. like mm, this might not be it
1: in my early career before like everything kind of took off I was making a lot of Different music and people was like, nah, this ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work. Like even when I had all my first early grand beats when I made Army, I went to On Records, which Mike Skinner was signed to as well at the time, and they was like, nah, we don't know. Like we ain't whatever. A year later, they call me back like, oh my god, there's this amazing record. They gave me played the tape in the office and all that, and it was like the same record I showed them a year before. So I've been getting shunned on for what I'm doing, and the people say you was ahead of your time. No, I was in my perfect timing. They just needed to catch up. So I think. With like my thought process of how I create, sometimes I'm just a bit ahead of everyone and it takes time for them to catch up. So I've got to be all right with people not understanding what I'm doing. I've got to be all right with people not seeing my vision because how how are they going to see my vision? I see 10 laps ahead. How can I expect them to see it? Even though I'm I'm blind, you can see my glasses reflecting. (laughs) I have the greatest vision and it doesn't mean with my eyes. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's It's all in the mind. Yeah, so I can't expect anybody to see my vision or understand what I'm trying to do or where I'm trying to go with what, what I'm doing. I've just got to believe in it. I've just got to have faith in it. I've just got to push it because every single person that you see now that's successful in the UK scene from the year 2000 up to the year 2015 onwards, at some point in their career, early stages, you would see jam with them saying, this guy's the guy, yeah? That's factual. You can't erase it. It's there for you to see. That is showing you that I understand what is good. That is showing you I understand what is going to be next on the chart.
0: Did you see those plaques on the wall before they were there?
1: I saw these plaques on the wall, but you know what? It wasn't so believable because the way they made you feel was like you had to be signed to a major, you had to be done. So that's why it's so great when you see some of these plaques. You can see on these plaques that... It says, boy, but I better know, it doesn't say EMI, it do not say Warner, it do not say anything like that. You know what I'm saying? So, but when we was coming up, we was made to believe that it has to be Sony, it has to be Virgin, it has to be these people that you are signed to and that own your masters for you to create these achievements. When that is not, that's not the truth. You know what I'm saying? And I think that we have proven that um, as a group, as a collective, as individuals, that you can do the unthinkable, right? So with that being said and with that being seen, that's why it's so inspiring to the youth now, to the drill artists, because they can go on and take it 10 million steps ahead of what we even took it. And as executives now, still musicians, but as executives, you know, I'm going to take new artists to higher levels than we could ever touch. You know, I'm trying to find the next Adele, not even the next, but the person that's on the level of Adele, the person that's on the level of Ed Sheeran, the person that's on the level of the biggest selling artist, the next person that sells as much as Drake. That is what I understand is possible, me as an executive,
0: now. When you say um, people who can ascend to these different heights uh, that maybe we haven't seen from the culture before, what do you think was stifling that before? Because I don't believe that now people are more talented than they were 20, 30, 40 years ago. I think we've always had talent. Why do you think that those people weren't able to?
1: Because the people in the labels were older men from different backgrounds who didn't understand what was going on and they were ignorant. And they kept on saying, no, no, no. But then Instagram, YouTube and the internet showed these guys that they don't know what they're talking about. Because once it was in the people's hands, it was out of their hands. And that was it, the end, new day, it's a new day now. And I've actually got a meeting in Sony at four o'clock, going can take me an hour to get there from there. And that's what I'm saying. Like now, that's where we're at. I'm going to talk to the boss. It's changed. You know, the power is with the youth. The power is with the people. And if people don't understand and shift and formulate, they'll miss the bus. You know, it's about us taking control and leading our
0: culture amen to that brother and in that note i guess um i just wanted just to ask you um any closing words for people who want to go on the um one of your series next time round. like what type of thing are you looking for because i know it's not just grime and i just want to get that across to the people as well yeah
1: for top producer we want music across the board we even want music that we don't know what it is yet so just be yourself be free express yourself it doesn't matter what the bpm is what the sound the texture where you're from how you speak what samples you put on it Just be you, shock us, give us anything. We're ready for it, you know what I'm saying? And I'm ready to hear the next new thing that I've never heard before.
0: Like that. And then in the closing, we have these quick getting to know you questions, which are like five questions just to get a bit of insight about you. So you don't have to answer too long, answer as long as you want. Um, What's a book that you have in your collection that um, I guess is one that you hold a little bit above the others?
1: Uh, It's called Ozark. That's me. Check that book out, it's on Rebellion. Live on your own terms what is a rebe- what is rebellion life essentials Osho. serious book
0: did someone put you on or did you find that in your own discoveries
1: someone put me on
0: a song or album that defines the soundtrack of your life to date it could be your music or um maybe music you heard growing up because I remember you sort of music being played to you in the womb, so I don't know yeah. if that was something that has defined I the soundtrack
1: my, Levi. I my Levi's album yeah that is a really that's a pivotal point in my life that music and every time i feel like i'm not sure of what the next thing is or how i feel that i'll put that music on and it, and it kind of grounds me and brings me back to to where i need to be
0: a film or tv show that you'll watch whenever it's on um repeatedly no matter how many times you've seen it
1: top producer <laughs> i like that one
0: oh man you gotta be your own biggest fan no nah?
1: yeah, yeah 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 oh and it- if it's not produced, top producer, it's got to be...
0: Can you say that for the people?
1: If it's not top producer, it's got to be doing the Max.
0: Love that. What has made you sad, mad and glad this week?
1: Okay, so what makes me mad is people trying to take my kindness for weakness. What makes me sad is that everybody can't be nice to each other and just show love. And what makes me glad is that I'm about to go cut a check. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I said, that's why we end on the good one, brother. Yeah. I just want just to wish you the best of luck. I already know that's manifested that this is gonna be a good outcome for you in that boardroom. Um just keep getting in those rooms um for people like us, and then hopefully one day, like you said, you won't be the only one in there that looks like you in the building.
1: Yeah, 100%. We're, we're changing it, man. We're changing it for the greater or really good.
0: Yeah. Right. Peace awesome. and blessings, Kim. Yeah. Thank yes. you.